Okay, so welcome to another episode of the Misadventures of an Inspired Woman podcast. I'm trying a different format today with the phone. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Keisha, and as promised, I'm bringing a part two from Panama. And joining me again is my friend, Erica. So in the last episode, so as you know, I'm on this sabbatical and also sort of on this journey, figuring things out, but I'm also visiting different places. And so in the last episode, Kita was on, which was the whole reason why I was in Panama to begin with. Um, And I referenced you and some of the stuff we experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought we would, you know, do part two of Panama and kind of like delve into whatever comes up from Panama. Sounds good. So, Kita asked me on the last episode what were my top three experiences. Mm -hmm. And so, um, one was the time I spent with my nieces and the photo shoot that we did. Um, Two was our going through the Panama Canal on your birthday. Mm -hmm. And then three was the day we spent with Kita. Right. Okay. So, you want to talk a little bit about what going to Panama meant for you and like yeah. going through the canal or do you <laughs> I'm wondering if you want to tell the story <laughs> of your arrival in Panama oh, that was a story. <laughs> well, let, so I'll set it up with what Panama was for me okay okay uh, in that way so I think I don't remember what year it was but I had gone to Montreal to visit my cousin's family auntie I was walking around with my auntie and we went through um, the neighborhood we were in was where there's a canal, Lachine, who's there, that's there. And they had like a same system on a very small scale of the boat and the canal, like the sort of like... The lifting, the, lifting the water. Of the water okay. and everything. So I was like, oh my God, this is so nice. And she was explaining it to me and she said, oh, it's, a, it's the same. They copied the Panama Canal, but of course on a small scale. And I was like, oh my God, like I got to go see this in person um, for the canal. And so I've always put it on my bucket list. Things live on my bucket list for years. I don't necessarily force it. It just come, comes to me. I don't have a bucket me. list. Yeah, I think I have to expand my bucket list of places to go because I think the only place I need to go now that's on the bucket list officially is Mexico City. Okay. Um, and then I had Brazil, I had Panama, I had other stuff. I had St. Lucia, I had a bunch of them. But now I need to like rethink of like my bucket list and add places. But... Um, and then, of course, I want to go everywhere around the world, but it's just like some specific <laughs> places that has a lot, that has some specific meaning that's on my bucket list. Um, but anyway, um, I think the thing with Panama for me was so then it found me, right? You were going to Panama, <laughs> I was following you, and I was arriving the day before my birthday, so and then scheduled my birthday on the Panama Canal. And what was big for me with this was that, um, it's those things that I was like, I wanted to witness the, the... You wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. I wanted to witness like the water. I saw myself as an observer looking out and maybe seeing the same way I'd seen the first one. Right. And that's how I did it with my nieces. Right. We, we observed the process a little bit. So there's something to experiencing a process you thought you were going to be observing. Um, so I think I experienced that. So I think there was something big for me with this. with Because with... we didn't just go see the canal we got on on the canal boat on the boat that was lifting that went through (laughs) the canal and we went through the lift we went through that whole thing right 
so it surpassed my expectation of like it's like it's almost like oh you said you have a dream like you know that same thing when you say you have a dream and god is going to make it bigger and you won't even know it's, it was like that experience for me where it's like i just man i made it to panama and i made it to be seeing the canal now what was blowing my mind is like girl you're not even gonna you're not only gonna see the canal you're gonna be on the canal and experiencing this so i was like wow i'm like this is if this is how manifestation work bring it on yeah, and I have videos and pictures yeah. and stuff I haven't posted yet from Panama that'll show us actually in the lock system, in right. the canal. Right. In the canal on your right. birthday. Right. And going through the different locks. It's like levels. Yeah, and if you don't know what we're talking about, like really look up the Panama Canal and how it works because it'll it'll blow your mind. It'll, yeah. it'll it is mind. one of the world's seven yeah. wonders. Yeah. So you got the well, okay, so I got to <laughs> the day before Y'all, my this birthday. is not the best story for me, but, <laughs> but I get there. The podcast is called Misadventure, so <laughs> here's one. <laughs> get there the day before my birthday. Um, I had my little suitcase, my little outfit. I had everything like set up for the day before because I was getting in there in the night, and then in the morning we were leaving what six we, in the morning. No, we had to be at the dock at the place to get on the boat, the boat at six a.m. And I'd ask you if you wanted me to come get you. Right. I was like, no, it won't make sense because we'll get Uber and. But Ubers were so cheap in but, Panama. But you, know, you, that... you get an Uber to come pick me up when I'm gonna get. In. There's something about, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. People. Oh, gosh. She's judging people who go pick people up without vehicles. That's all I'm going to say about that. Go ahead. So, <laughs> I get there. Um, and I'm looking for my suitcase. Everything is good. I travel first class. You know, life is good. Um, I get there. And I'm like, I don't see my suitcase. I don't see where it says... Baggage claim. Baggage claim. Like, I'm not seeing where it says I, I need to go. Apparently, I asked someone. And he's like, oh, you're coming from um, New York? He's like, no, because I'm seeing Istanbul. I'm seeing, like, all kind of locations. So he's like, oh, no, not here. Mind in Spanish, right? No, no, not here. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, no, it's you're in Terminal. I think I was in Terminal. You were in Terminal 1 and you needed to be in Terminal, terminal two. 2. Like, basically, someone needed to tell me. But, you know, when you travel first class, you're the first out of the plane. Oh, shit. And, and, oh, and, just go ahead and tell the people again that you flew first class. No, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just telling the realities of first class, okay? so She got off the plane. Right. And, you know, usually you, if you're in the back, you follow your crowd usually sometimes. There was no crowd there for her to follow. follow. So I was just following the signs. Back claim, back claim, baggage claim, baggage claim. And that's where I went. Turns out I'm in Terminal 2. Yeah, in Terminal 1. I'm in Terminal 1, and my bag is in Terminal 2. Um, so then the, the man told me, no, you have to get out. Take a shuttle, go back to Terminal 1. And I'm saying, but I'm going through customs. Like, but I'm like, but I go through customs. Like, I'm like, I knew I was in trouble when I had to go through customs. So then I tried to explain to a lady, and she's like, ah, she's not about the Spanish that I'm trying to speak. She's just like, put yourself through and just go. So I'm like, I put myself, myself. The thing that was interesting is I kept on going. I didn't stay like... I'm like, he said, that's not the terminal. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm like, oh, man. So I go back. I go, and the lady said, I'll go. And I went through, and then I, I said, where's the shuttle? I went out. The shuttle was there. I took the shuttle. I went back. Anyway, not to make this too long. <laughs> I get there. She doesn't really have phone service, too, as well. You kind of have to get on Wi-Fi at the airport in Panama. You and pay for it. Like, you get 30 minutes You free. get 30 minutes free. Or is it an hour? No, it was 30 minutes. Okay. 20 minutes free and then 
maybe t- I don't know. It went fast because I lost it at some. I I didn't have it at some point. Right. So anyway, I go and find this man at the information uh, desk. Very nice, kind of cute. Smells good. Okay. Pause. So you're in Panama. You're trying to communicate with folks because um, folks aren't really speaking English. You have some handle on Spanish. Um, so at some point she contacts me and she's like, I'm here, but I'm in terminal one. I need to be in terminal two. She's like, Oh no, but this man is helping me. He's taking me somewhere. He smells really good and he's good looking. I'm like, ma'am, <laughs> what is his name? Where's he taking you? All she could tell me is he smells good. Like what? Well, now we see the value of Let's that. Let's not do that okay. today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Um, so then he takes me, who's, he was so helpful. Let me, let me tell you, cause I, I feel like I'm in the helping profession. And so I feel like I help people and I think it's important to always, I don't know that I've had any, I don't know that I've ever had a stranger go out of their way in that way for me. And I've done it for people in my field. Um, I'm not saying I do this for every client, but I've done it for people who have really gone out and they were very grateful. And it was really good to experience that because mm. he really went out of his way. Anyway, long story short, basically I have to go through um, sort of like a backway customs, but I could not leave my backpack, backpack. and my little pouch. Like you couldn't go through bags because it was like because right, it was like TSA. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? So then that's when um, we, I guess, we we're on the phone or something. With when I communicated. But you messaged me and you said you asked me, can I come and hold your bags so that you can go through to get um, the check luggage. And I was like, okay. Now, mind you, I'm in the house. Mm-hmm. In my house clothes. Mm-hmm. In the house clothes. <laughs> you going to describe the house clothes? I call it an adult onesie. Mm. It's like one of those like little cat suit things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sitting there in that. I just I made dinner. I'd eaten dinner. And I was like just waiting. And I had put on some lipstick to troll her. <laughs> so people, people are always accusing me of things. We've been talking about this the right, other day. Right. And people are like, oh, you've been up to stuff. What you been doing? Or they'll like make up these really crazy stories about me. I don't know what this is about. So I was like, I'm going to put on some lipstick because when she sees me, she's going to be like, oh, where did you go? What were you doing? Like, I knew that was going to be the response, right? But I didn't plan on leaving the house. <laughs> but at this point, it's like... What time was it? So I, I think by the time you're coming, it's after nine. It's after nine. They're le- they're shutting down at ten. That's what, so basically. So you we spoke and you said you're coming. Then I go to the to the desk of what was the airline? Copa. Copa. And basically they're telling me yes they'll go. So so here's the the nice guy who was helping me says you have to leave your bags and you have to go with a Copa person. It's only because he's like, I can't take you. A copa person has to take you. So it was two combinations. So I'm like, where can I leave my bag? Copa wasn't trying to hold Nobody my bag. Nobody was trying to and hold And I understand bag. that when you see the TSA thing, they don't know what's in my bag. And I can claim something disappeared or somebody could put something in my bag and I go to Panama jail. I don't know. It wasn't safe. It wasn't safe anyway. <laughs> then Copa. So I, then I go to Copa and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? The man is like, what is she supposed to do? They're basically saying, go home, come back tomorrow and get your stuff. But I'm like... You have to be on a boat at 6 a.m. Yeah. 
So then, she, so then they're by that time it's like nine fifteen, and they're leaving home at nine thirty. They're leaving the airport at nine thirty. They're shutting they're like, down. We're like we're done. Right. Come back tomorrow. Mind you, I'm staying like thirty minutes from the airport, so it's nine fifteen, right? Right. So I called. I had called the Uber. I was getting in the Uber when you called me and said, "Don't bother, don't come," because it's right. not. And I said, like, "Well, I'm already in the Uber. I'm coming." I didn't say anything to the Uber driver, but I guess he must have heard something in the exchange or maybe it was the tone of our voice. Because when I tell you that that man drove and we got to the terminal at about, like right at 9.30, it should have taken him like 20 something minutes, 30 minutes almost. So when you got there, you like the driver understood the assignment. (laughs) The driver understood the assignment, okay? He didn't understand the language. But he under, like so I jump out. Wait, so she's coming. For me, at some point, I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna have to come back. I'm gonna have to go like with the nasty clothes I had to, <laughs> this, the same day. Um, it was my birthday. I'll just like wash my underwear. I don't know. I'm like, I'm just gonna go the way I am. I'm gonna wing it and go the way I am on my birthday, whatever. And then I'm so I'm there, and then I'm starting to panic because my 30 minutes or whatever the time. The 30 minutes Wi-Fi for the Wi-Fi has cut is, off. It's cut off. So I'm like. Now she's in this airport. How is she going to find me? So I'm panicking. I'm in my right. bag. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not hearing the So words. I jump out of the the taxi. I run into the... <laughs> I run into the terminal in my adult onesie. And I'm looking around because the terminal is pretty much empty. And I see the corporate employees standing there. They don't even try to signal to me. Right. Because clearly, I'm there on a mission. Right. They're just standing there looking. So I look, I look, I look, and then I see my friend. For me, I was like in my bag. Then I make eye contact with the copa, the the the, guy. the, copa, the my my angel guy, my good smelling um, angel guy, and I see his eyes looking in the direction. And when I look, here comes Keisha. Friend, you ever seen Keisha walk um run? It's a lot of movement. It's a lot of movement, but like it's very small moving forward. So I see her, friend, go, go. She's go. She's basically telling me to go run because it's nine thirty. These people said one at that point, right? These people said they were leaving right. at nine thirty. So I jumped out of the cab nine thirty. So I see her there. So I'm like, I'm here. Go, go, go. go. So I dragged myself, put it, put it down. The guy, the so little Copa guy went down with me. It was easy. Gave my passport, went on, and then came back with my suit. Yeah. It was like easy peasy once you get there. And then I, again, I saw why. Because their system of security is not a huge CSA thing. And I was basically breaching in places that you needed to have right. clearance for. But the, the little guy, guy, the little guy that was helping her, that the guy that smelled so good. I don't remember how he smelled, but... It's funny, in the midst of all of this, uh, you... Well, he smelled that good. He was cute. Okay. And he was nice. He was very nice. He mm-hmm. says to me, he says, do you speak Spanish? And I was like, oh, poquito. You know, and he said, they said they were giving her two more minutes. And at the last moment, you appeared like an angel. <laughs> Some kind of angel. <laughs> and a dark onesie with her lipstick. Friend! Go! 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 Let me tell you all. But the anxiety <laughs> melted off of my body. It was like quite an experience to see. It was something to see her. 
mind you, and her hair is out. And so it's going, and it's like, it's movement. Like, things are moving. It was hilarious. Oh, uh, but we got you. We got your bag. We got to the house. Yeah. You got you, got you something to eat and situated, and yep. we were able to go on the Panama Canal the next day. Yes. It's it's just real funny to me the way you. Whenever I hear you tell the story, it's hilarious. But you always you you're so. She's not being as dramatic right now with the telling of the story. Oh, because I can't run up. I, I need to do the whole she entire. She acts running. the whole story out. Um, <laughs> like you're like wow, wow, like this is how you are in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm like, wait, hold on. Like she was acting, it was full. Bro- she acts out, y'all. She acts out in Brooklyn. Like she be acting like th- it's her, like the whole Brooklyn is her living room, or she's be just be at home when she, while she out. And I'm not saying it in, in her presentation. I'm just saying how the way she be acting. So to say this in Panama, I was like, wait, hold on. She's doing this out abroad. Like you brought this out. Well, we have more abroad stories. Oh. Um, but we'll do that in the next episode. Um, <laughs> but no, so, it, you know, the thing of it was like, I was just like, look, I got to get there and get you situated because we got to catch this boat at six in the morning. So, um, the experience was really great. Yeah. I, you know, there's, I, there's so many lessons and so many things. It's, it's kind of like, it's the idea that you just have to keep moving. Yeah. I like you that. You just have to keep moving. I, and I think we all kept moving. When I said, you're going to come, you're going to come. You know, I'm already in the Uber. I'm, I'm already there. Like you moved. I'm like, everybody was moving in a moment of crisis. You know what I mean? Yeah. First world problems. First, yes. First world problems. But, uh, but yeah, we went on the canal and it was great <clears throat> to experience that. Um, and as we, we, we talked about on the last episode with Keaton and there was like this contingent of black Panamanians on the, on the boat. And that was, that was fun, right. um, engaging with them and interacting with them. Um, and then one of my other top moments was when we went, we spent the day with Keita. Yeah. We didn't talk about the, t- the time we thought we were going to be trafficked, but maybe we shouldn't. That cab, we went to the supermarket. Oh that really rude taxi oh. driver in the, in the night. Okay. All right. So don't be alarmed, guys. But okay. Well, let's go to Panama City first and then let's go there. Okay. So, okay. So I guess we're not doing top and then bottom because one of my bottom three was the cooking experience. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, yeah. As I mentioned in the last episode, you know, we saw this thing on Airbnb experiences and I've done it. We've done Airbnb experiences before and it's always good. Um, And so it was called the Afro Panamanian cooking experience. So like, oh, cool. We're going to learn, you know, some of the dishes that the black Panamanians are making. We get there. And like I said, it's a Kenyan and his, was she Norwegian or Swedish? Norwegian. Norwegian. As Keita describes her sugar mama. Pretty much. You wanna? In Panama, so I think that was the Afro. The Afro part was he was from Kenya, and then the Panamanian was that he was in Panama. And that was it. That's right. Afro Panamanian. That, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we take an Uber, and the Uber driver is hesitant to drop us off. Keita basically said, you know, when you go to Casco Viejo, you stay on that side. And then, and then, if you see yourself going on the other side, you're going to the wrong side to come back. Right. Um, and so when, when I was telling Kira, I was like, you remember that side you told us not to go? 
That's where, that's we, where went. we went. Yeah, and so the cab driver is like, no, Casco is that way. And we're like, no, 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 this is the address. So he lets us off. It looks okay so far. There's like police presence there or whatever. Right. Until the door opens. When the door opens, I'm like, what in the Panamanian projects is this? <laughs> right? Okay. Um, not one to judge too much. We get upstairs and there's a little dog running around. I have extreme trauma with dogs. I'm very afraid of dogs. I don't care if your dog... And that's the thing. Whenever I know people who have animals, like I won't go to their houses because people really get offended when you don't want to engage with their dogs. It's like telling somebody your baby's ugly. Okay, never mind. She really shouldn't tell somebody your baby's right, ugly. I agree. Anyway, right? Um, you'd be like, look at that baby. Look at how it's looking. Right. It's like, wow, it's... Wow, not it. I mean, the baby's big. The skin is clear. The baby smells good. It smells good. If I ever hear you say a baby smells good, I know what that's called for. <laughs> and so, um, there's this little dog. And so I immediately say to the guy, like, look, I'm not. And then it's obvious the dog is like, just has free reign. I'm like, look, I'm not going to be comfortable with the dog being around. So he puts the dog in a room and then he says something to his wife because she's in the bathroom when we get there. So this is at their home and they sort of have like an outdoor kitchen space where they have the classes. And then they also Airbnb rooms within this apartment. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> to each his own. Some people like that type of experience. Right. So... <laughs> <laughs> But you know, some people like staying in hostels and roughing it. People, you know what? Let me just this one piece. People like it or never mind. Let's just, some let's, people. I like. I went staying in some hostels in Europe, but it was boutique. <laughs> that's not, that's not, that's not. That's not the average. Right. You know, there's some people that like that. Anyway. Um, so we're there and he's telling us he's Kenyan and we have selected, we were going to make, we we're going to learn how to make some patacones. We were going to make some avocado hummus. hummus and we were going to make some coconut rice, I think it was. And he said, well, he's going to show us also how to make like this stew that'll go with the rice. Um, and so then the wife comes out of the bathroom. In her towel. In her towel. Walks across goes to get ready but then she comes back out and is blow drying her hair now it's not in the immediate food prep area but it's a little bit too close for my comfort right and then she also lets the dog out right so the, the long and short of this story is she kept letting the dog out and was not listening and i just gradually got more and more agitated and as i got more agitated i kind of like shut down from the experience mm -hmm. Um, and so we, we did that. The food was okay. <laughs> yeah, the food was okay, but I mean, not according to homie. He was moaning. Oh my God. He was mm. groaning while he was eating mm. his food. Oh, this is weird. Very weird. Very weird. And he explained to us, you know, he's from Kenya. I guess they met in Kenya. She's from Norway and they moved to, was it Columbia? Columbia. First. And then they just moved to Panama. And it's easier, I guess, to get residency in Panama. 
and they have some sort of investment in Colombia. But he's a chef, although he doesn't work for anyone. So, like, he doesn't work in a restaurant um, or anything like that. And she's retired. So, they pretty much live off of her retirement. Mm -hmm. And then at one point, he looks at us and says that... Did he say we're the same age as her son? Something close to the age of her son. And I'm like... We were like, "Uh, how old is her son? Her son was, like, mid-20s. Something like that. I don't remember. And we were just like, yeah, that's not our age. Um, I think he asked you for your age and you look at... He asked for the age and I looked at him. <laughs> like, you don't do that. Right. And then he caught himself. It's like, he kind of forgot himself. You're right. not supposed to do that. Right, right. Um, and so that's that's what that experience was like for me. It just, it was very uncomfortable. Um, I wanted to leave several times, but I also... It was this weird thing where, like, I didn't want to be rude mm-hmm. or... I don't know. I, I just kind of got this sense that he wasn't safe with this woman. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But we got through that, and then we we walked up to Costco, which he was sending us through the hood to get there. Yeah. We were like, no. But we found an, an alternate route that was out of the hood, and we got there and spent the evening there. Yeah. I don't know if you want to add anything else about that experience. No, yeah, I was. it was... Quite interesting. Then we had the neighbor, an old man who was trying oh, to. Oh, the old man that was trying to pick you up. Yeah. Tried to ask him if he had money. I know. I know you wouldn't. This was in my product. Protest. She's oh, like, the man's like, this old man trying to pick her up. And she tells the guy, ask him if he has money. I'm like, we are in the hut. This man, no, this man don't have money. But how do you think he can have me? Because he got enough money for drinks. Well, you know what they say. They say when men um, are bringing up anything in that way, sexual, make it all the way awkward and bring up money. And then that'll solve it? Yeah. Okay, if we're going go. to be awkward, we're going to be awkward all the way. There's so your you, tip for today. You're an old man who want to come. I'm much younger than you and you want to be uh, catcalling. All right, let's talk about money then. <laughs> we're going to be awkward all the way. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we had some fun times in the city and then we headed out to... Nueva Gorgona, yeah. I believe is how I'm supposed to say it. Um, we got a little car service to take us out there. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was cool, very comfortable. And then we realized, we got there and realized we needed groceries, so they called a cab for us to go to the grocery. And I don't know if this man was angry about being a cab driver. I don't know. And he said, he kept saying he speaks English. Not a word. Not a word. And then... I think he said that in Spanish. and he told us one price and then we're driving along the road and then he picks up two other men so we're just sitting there like put us out here (laughs) we'll get out here and he's like no 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 no, it's fine um and then but my phone my phone worked for the for the most like i was i still had phone service so i wasn't too alarmed um with stuff but it was just like is this how this right you know and we got to the grocery store he, he the men came, got out before we did and then we wanted to get out too and he's like no it's right there and then he took us to the grocery store and we're trying to explain to this man how much would it cost us to pay you to wait for us right and he just was not having it right. so then he charged us like a dollar more 
or something. Right. And we went into Super... So, the name of the store is Super 99. So, now, we're pulling up to it. I'm like, they're taking me to the 99 cent store? Oh. How am I supposed to get groceries at the 99 cent store? Well, Super 99 is your best friend because she has a bag of Super 99 she carries everywhere. Well, her. it was Super 99 is more than a dollar. It's a, gro- it's a whole grocery store, okay? Um, so, we were able to get things for a couple of days and... Um, I, I did keep, because they have the reusable bags, I did keep the Super 99 bag, and I, I took it with me to Tanzania recently. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so then we got another cab who was way more friendly, a Tony Montana. Mm-hmm. Like, his name is not Tony Montana. But that was his frame of his That was his frame of reference. He's like, my name is Tony, like Tony Montana. And he was so much nicer, and he was showing us different things in the town and telling us where to go. Yeah. Um, and he dropped us off, and we later tried to hire Tony Montana, but he 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 you know drank the Kool Aid or something and tried to go up on his prices with us, so we didn't use him. Right. Um, so yeah, so we co- I cooked most of the time that we were we made patacones because we had learned. Yeah. Which is very interesting because it's, it is part of my national dish. <laughs> why, why do I go to Panama to finally do it for the first time? Goes beyond me, but yeah. Um. So yeah. So then we had the, a relaxing time. Yeah, and the, the apartment was gorgeous. The space was gorgeous. Um, we didn't go um to the ocean because the the Pacific Ocean is, is not your friend. <laughs> it's not your friend. Yes, it is not your friend. Uh, but we did. You know, spend that time with Kita where we went to the waterfall and the hot springs um, and the, the lobster. lobster. On the beach with the hammocks. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the hammocks. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were hammocks at the table. Yeah. So after we ate, we just laid in the hammocks. That was good. That was really nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want a little... I guess tourism guide to Panama, we could yeah. give you a couple we suggestions. Had, yeah, we had some... Panama City was nice. A lot of nice eating places. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Remember that one place you went? The yeah. rooftop? Yeah, that was nice. That was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So what What was the lesson in Panama for you? Well, I think for me, it was opening up this aspect of manifest, like being open to manifestation um, to being blown away by what you're trying to attract in your life, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really is that thing. Like, people always say, oh, you think your plans are big until you see what God has in, in store for you. I think it was a good illustration for me of this because I I just being in Panama, being able to witness that kind of was a big thing for me. But, like, the way I did was, like, I didn't even think you could do that. Yeah. So I think that was that was a big thing for me. The other big thing for me was that I've been wanting to to learn Spanish. Like a dream of mine is to be fluent in Spanish, but I wasn't claiming it because I went and I realized I've been doing Duolingo. I think my streak is like 287 days. You were disrespectful to my Duolingo. Because you, in, to, to, in your stressful moment, mm-hmm. and it's, it's stress, right? In your mm-hmm. stressful moment, you weren't able to really utilize your skills. Right, which makes sense. Which makes sense. Right. But because I'm disrespectful oh. at times, wow. not my fault at all, uh, I was just like, you need to throw away Duolingo. Duolingo did not come through for you with the Copa people. Right, well, yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, but it was, but it, but also realized, oh my god, I'm doing way. I've definitely learned a lot through Duolingo, and sort of like made the made up my mind that I'm I'm going to aim to be fluent in Spanish. So that yeah, was a big thing. I think a part of it is that you probably just need to speak it more because the understanding is there for you. Right, and that's a that's a level in which you. Oh, that's what I bridge. I think in Panama, because this is my second time learning another language. English was at some point I was learning that, mm-hmm. and I, I remember a point where. I, where you understand so much, but you're afraid of speaking. Panama sort of like put me out of that. I feel in some way, so that was good. Yeah. Um, there was something else I just I was just remembering, but it escaped me again. About your lesson. Um, about a lesson um, with Panama. There was there was something else. The keep moving thing. It was keep moving. So it's like it was keep that... moving. It was only a Spanish competence. Yeah. Um. There was something else that just was coming that just escaped. Yeah. I think for me, the second part of Panama was I had a lot of time to just reflect. Um, so the first part was I was still, I'm still, I'm, and I'm still figuring things out. I just had, I was really mindful. And I talked, Keaton and I talked about this. It's just like rest and relax and not be like going, going from thing to thing and place to place. Right. I remember, because I think you and I, we asked, what are we going to do for retirement? Because I think there was, um, um, I think her mother and I think some other people mm-hmm. were really, I think her mother kept on saying, that's why you have to plan for retirement. Yeah. And I think there was an eye-opening Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because um, yeah. even after you left um, and we did Thanksgiving, then there was another group of people that I met and they were like, you, you, you know, yeah, save your money for retirement, save your yeah. money for retirement. So that's something that I think definitely, um, I think I passively have the retirement thing going, but just to like actively think about it and, and how you want to live, how you want to live, yeah. um, after you're done working your full time nine to five or working period. Cause maybe you want to stop working. I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. That was big. It was it was inspiring. It was great. It was pretty good. I liked it. And I think when you go places, you're like, okay, so when do I go back? Do I go back? Do I ever go back? Yeah. I mean, I think I could go back to Panama, but not. it's not like an immediate thing. I think we went to Grenada earlier this year. And we were like, oh, yeah, we could go here every year. <laughs> Easily. Um, I don't think Panama was that for me, but it's someplace that I can visit again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, after we left Panama, <laughs> uh, but my friend left first and then I left and came back for a little bit. Um, and we had the goals brunch, um, vision board. Vision board. We'll talk about that a little bit. How yeah. was that experience for you? It was good. I feel like it was, you know, I think we, you've been doing this long enough that. Yeah. This was the sixth one. That was the sixth one. We, the first one was in 2017. This is the sixth year of doing vision board brunch. Yeah. I think that um, by that by now it's a community. I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that um, there was a lot of conversations that was good. Like I, yeah, stayed with. It's like I, this time I stayed with one group, wherever I sat, and there was a lot of conversation that happened that was fun and a lot of like, I think a lot of um, 
familiarity that's happening now with the group. I think with the conversations, it's like it's almost like you don't have to take us there anymore. Sometimes, right? Because so we it, get, yeah, we got yes. we get there. On yes, our own. yeah, because this was the first brunch where I didn't really give instructions, mm-hmm. and I didn't do a lot of talking and leading. I just made sure everybody had food. The food was amazing. Yes, I'm hungry now. So. <laughs> um, made sh- like that. That that's what I, I just hosted. I didn't. People people understood the assignment because they've been doing it for six years. And even if they hadn't been doing it for six years, the people who had been doing it for six years just sort of I took them night. along. What yeah. What goes on? Yeah, and and it's and it's really great. Like I remember the first one, you were there. Kara was there. Um, Keisha was there, Kita, Camila, Roxana were there mm-hmm. um, from the, the very first one in 2017. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people who that like that's the one that they come to every year. Right. Um, shout out to Isis and Divine Sacred Space. Um, I reached out to her to to do something, and she was like, "I'm just gonna give you some stuff to give away." Um, and so I just want to shout her out with that. Um, and our dessert was great from yeah. Sherry from Cozy Treat. So it was really a great time. Um, and right after that, I got on a plane and headed to Tanzania. So um, come back to the next episode where we will talk about our... Because I spent a week by myself and then my friend joined me on the second week and spent two more weeks with me. Um yeah. We literally just got back a couple of days ago. So, you know, tune in next time. Um, and we'll talk about our adventures in East Africa. Um, there certainly were adventures. And, uh, you know, stay tuned to my social media. I've been posting some reflections um, from over the past 12 months, my reflections for each month, and revisiting some of the places that I visited this year. Um, always feel free to reach out with any questions. Um, I've told you you know if you want to if you want to join me on here to ask me some questions about this journey and to to talk um feel free to reach out be sure to share the podcast like the podcast um follow me on instagram at dr keisha that's dr underscore k-e-i-s-h-a and as always be intentional